Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. What's goody, Hot Breath Averse? It's your boy, comedian Joel Byers, and today's Hot Breath episode is a first of its kind. Every single Wednesday on our YouTube channel at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am doing a live call-in show to answer your comedy questions face-to-face. So this podcast is the recording of that live stream we did. If you want to ask your questions to me personally, join me this Wednesday on our YouTube channel where we are live streaming three shows a week. So go subscribe to that YouTube channel, and I hope to see you on Wednesday. Welcome to the Hot Breath Call-In Show. Mr. Ahmed Ahmed, what's goody, fam? No, this is crazy. Let's go! (laughs) This is crazy. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good, good. Yo, this is so cool. You're the first ever, before we get to the question, you're the first ever guest on the Hot Breath Collins show. I just want you to know. Damn, I wish I would have showered or something. (laughs) (laughs) You flexing, flexing, fam. What's goody? How can I help here? So I'm gonna be real. I didn't really prepare a question. I didn't. I thought there was gonna be like a whole list of people waiting. I'm not gonna lie. Ah! <laughs> you were the first. I put the link, and then ten minutes later, I was like, "Oh, maybe people don't want to come on the show." <laughs> My guy. Yeah, so I'm gonna just be real. Like I suck at writing comedy. Like it's so hard for me to write comedy. What makes you say that? Just like, okay, so for example, like, I feel like I overcomplicate a lot of things and I'll try to overcomplicate jokes that should be simplized in a way. Like what? Like, I don't even, let me go through my shitty notes real quick. All right, well, come oh, let, let's get, let's get some positive me? self-talk going here first. My bad, my bad. Let, let, let's get some positive self-talk going here. You are a great writer. You have awesome notes. That so I have a, a Siri joke where it's like the only woman I could turn on is Siri. Yeah. And then just like I feel like I have punchlines, but no type of setup. Like I have one where it's like uh, my generation is dying from TikTok related health conditions. Okay. Yeah. So then I, I like that. So I like both of these really. And the only girl I can turn on is Siri. So now it's like getting into your dating life. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's almost a nice quick joke to talk about your dating life. And then the other one about TikTok as well. That That's, I'm, how old are you by the way? 20. You're 20. Oh man, he's a young gun out here. Yeah, I know I look like I'm 25. <laughs> it's like the opposite, I'm 34. It's like we look like the opposite ages. <laughs> But no, man, I love how personal, one, it's about your dating life, and then two, it's about your generation. So I think you can pull a lot from there. It's kind of like you have funny ideas, so it's asking, how can I personalize these? So, okay, the only girl you can turn on is Siri. Okay, now what's a real-life example of like a dating fail? And then the same thing with your TikTok generation. What's a real-life, whether it's a friend or something you've seen online, you know, getting now personalizing these funny ideas. So with the TikTok, I noticed like 
Gen Z, we legit spent like a whole year in school challenging each other to eat Tide Pods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. So comparing it generationally to like, oh, and uh, Coach Tash said, I like both. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so did Justin. So, um, but yeah, so what, sorry, my ADD kicked in there. You're seeing it in real time now on my, my ADD. <laughs> So ask yourself now, like two people with ADHD talking to each other. (laughs) (laughs) So what is like a personal? Oh, hey, hold on. My wife just walked in on Hot Breath Call-In, the first ever Hot Breath Call-In show. She just came in. She's like, oh, you're making history in here. I got to get a part of this. Bye, honey. Oh, and then she ran out. She got scared. But so for the. I'm sorry. Can you say that? <laughs> Tide pods. So what, what immediately yeah. comes to mind to me is like, what did other generations do? It's like older generations had uh, like challenged themselves of like getting drafted in the war or whatever. And then your generation is like eating Tide pods, you know, mm-hmm. like for a personal example, for like material I'm working on is I, I have jokes about being a beta male right now and um i started tying it into like generationally like how like for christmas like my grandpa was like an alpha male you know for christmas we would give him work gloves and then i get oven mitts you know so Mm -hmm. there's like comparing the two generations of like here's my generation now what's an older generation and then maybe what's a future generation a good a good writing exercise is if you're talking about like a current observation in society, what's a future example of that? And then what's a past example of that same thing? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I, I think so. So you're saying like, so like compare my generation to the old generation and then kind of like segue into a joke of like what it, the future generations would be like? or Yeah, and there's a joke at all of it. So you make a joke about your generation and then mm-hmm. you make a joke comparing it to an older generation and then make a joke comparing it. I, like if my generation is this, I can't imagine in t- another 20 years, the generation is going to be challenging each other to blank. And if it's Tide Pods, you know, it could be, you know, they're in space pods mm-hmm. or the or maybe yeah. or maybe the world will be ending because that older generation um, ruined it with climate change or something, you know. I was going to make an abortion joke, but I didn't want to go. Oh, I mean, if that if that's where you go, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's a killer joke or not. Yeah. He really is a professional, guys. Yo, book me, joelbyerscomedy.com. We out you. But, dude, it's like, how long have you been doing comedy? So, like, I've been writing comedy for about, like, I'd say five months now, just like anytime I thought of anything funny or anytime I like get like a inch to write, I'll just write as much as possible. But I'm trying to get into like a habit of trying to actually use structures and work out material and actually make it funny. Yeah. I mean, it's all what, what, uh, trying to even think like, have you, have you been on stage yet? No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to know what is actually funny or not until you get on stage you know it's Mm -hmm. like 
we, we can hypothesize what will work or not, but really when you get on stage is when you really learn like, oh, never mind, or oh, there's something to this idea. Like even, you know, Seinfeld says he doesn't know if a joke is actually going to work until he actually tries it on stage. So what you have, you have ideas and you have funny concepts, but you don't really know to no work with. No, uh, no, I mean, it's a big hurdle to get on stage, you know, I mean, it takes people years from idea to actually getting on stage. So yeah, I think that's a big step though, is there's a lot of writing and hypothesizing, but then when you actually get on stage, that's when you really start to learn, um, the, the, the truth about this game, if you will. Mm Mm-hmm. But why, why not on stage? Is it fear or do you not even want to do stand-up? Is it more just you just like writing silly no, it's stuff? No, it's a definitely a fear thing. What, uh, what's, what's uh, preventing that? Let, let's, let's, let's go into therapy. Let's go into Ahmed, let's go Ahmed into therapy. therapy. What, what's, what's the fear? Have you gone to any open mics? Have you? I honestly just got a big fear of bombing. Well, you're doing a good job but of I'm it right here. Like so... <laughs> No, and that's that's. It's, <laughs> I feel bad now. It was it was a it was a fun roast joke. You're not bombing, my friend. <laughs> so you have a fear of bombing. That's normal. Yeah, nobody likes to bomb. Mm-hmm. But are there open mics in your area? Yeah. There's like little coffee shops and stuff. And if I really wanted to, I could drive out to Ontario and go to the Improv. It's not that far. Dude, those those coffee shop open mics are a great place to start. Like the mm-hmm. bar is so low, you know. It's just mm-hmm. like you. I I still like doing those open mics just because you're kind of free up there. Yeah. So what what can we do? I will say there's a, there's a member of the Hot Breathverse named Patrick Seaman who just got on stage for the first time, but it took him a long time to get there. And how he ended up getting on stage is he set a date. And then was like, all right, I'm holding myself accountable to do a show on this date. And it was a month later. So when I talked to him, it's like, all right, when's an open mic you can do? And there was one in a month. So then he set the date. He signed up. And he's like, all right, I'm doing an open mic in a month. And then he ended up doing it. So I think that's a great start. Maybe even go watch an open mic first just so you realize, oh, no one really knows what they're doing here. Like, I think that's the Mm -hmm. biggest biggest revelation for people that aspire to do comedy is like if you go watch an open mic you realize that nobody at the show knows what they're doing everyone up there is guessing and mostly bombing so you're free you're free to try it out Mm -hmm. that way so i would i would say maybe go watch an open mic and then actually schedule a date to do an actual open mic if it's what you want to do you know if you say you want to get on stage i think that's a great start Mm mm-hmm Another question I had is like, um, with more like niche stuff, is it like, do you have to be very niche specific to kind of grow as a comedian? Uh, so like, for example, there's like certain comedians that'll troll or like certain comedians that'll be like political comedians. I, I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's funny first, you know, you want to be mm-hmm. a funny comedian. So I think, yeah. I think a lot of comics, especially now, more than ever with just how social media is and everything is they they try to find their hook or their persona before they even figure out how to write a joke. So I think for you, 
Right now, the challenge is just getting on stage, testing out these ideas you have, and then starting mm-hmm. to refine and build them from there, you know? Yeah. So when when is in, when is uh when are these open mics? When are these coffee so like, shop open mic? Um they're every Tuesday if every I, Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Can we I'm set sure. will you go can you go watch one? Can you go watch one? Yeah, yeah, I can go. Hundred percent I can go. When? I'll go next Tuesday. All right. You're going next yeah. Tuesday. What time's the show? I think at nine. Okay, everyone watching. Ahmed Ahmed is going. Ahmed Awad. I'm sorry. Ahmed Ahmed is another Ahmed Ahmed. Hey, (laughs) we made it. I'm sorry. (laughs) A white guy just saying, oh, it's Ahmed. Ahmed. Yeah. But yeah, it's... um. So next Tuesday, you can go watch the open mic. Not even have to get up, but just go watch. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So let's start there. And then let's circle back. Once you've gone and watched the open mic, and if you get there and you feel like the inspiration to jump in and try it, you know, by all means, go for it. But lowering the bar to just, all right, I'll just go watch this week, I think will really help ease you into actually getting on stage. Yeah, definitely. Cool beans? Cool beans. The first hot breath call-in, we got Ahmed Awad. Am I saying that right? Awad? Yeah, yeah, Ahmed Awad. Ahmed Awad, we're getting him on stage. We're already changing lives out here, Hot Breath of Verse. So, my guy. I appreciate you taking the leap and calling in and really... um, I didn't expect to actually come in, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, he said what he was going to do? Wait a minute here. I was like, there's a whole list of people probably waiting for Joel. He's a very important person. I mean, you know, I keep telling my wife that, but she just came in here and was like, oh, he's he's yelling to his computer like he always does. It'll manifest itself eventually. Big facts. Yeah, we hey, we got a waiting list right now. We got we got Kim in the waiting room. So, hey, there's a line coming up. Yeah, perfect. So, I, I appreciate thing, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you let me go. What's up? Uh, like, I'm Muslim, but I went to Catholic school growing up, and I'm having, like, a really hard time structuring. <laughs> that is hilarious. And it's like, so like, I literally had a gay principal and I'm not even trying to like make jokes. Like he was actually openly gay Uh huh. and he got fired because of it. My senior year, because he posted a grinder profile on his Twitter. Dang. So it's like, so what were you going to say there? Oh, I just feel like it's so hard to like pick out something to make it like surprising. You know what I mean? Well, honestly, a lot of humor, I always that's why I always challenge comics is to get personal with their material. So for you, you're talking about you being Muslim, going to a Catholic school, but then you're trying to make a joke about your principal when really the joke is your personal experience okay. as a Muslim in the Catholic school. So a good writing exercise would be to compare and contrast being Catholic versus being Muslim. And really compare mm-hmm. that experience because the humor is actually in your own life and things that only you can write about. Yeah, and people in the comments are already saying, oh yeah, Coach Tash, Tosh said, yes, yeah, so many jokes from that. And uh, Justin Fuller mm-hmm. said, yes, listen to Joel. Yes, listen to Joel. Yes. Well, but thanks, I, Joel. Dude, I think write about that experience. I'm always looking for comics and like what is unique about their life and what can they make material out of 
that seems like a wealth of inf- like a wealth of material there alone. Mm-hmm. So a good starting point for brainstorming ideas to write about are like, what is unique about my life? What are my opinions about certain things? What are funny stories from my life? And really just brainstorm a bunch of potential topics and then go back and start adding in the jokes. But mm-hmm. pulling from your life is always going to be the funniest and the most authentic. And when you asked about finding like that that niche of like how a comedian needs to find their audience, like you getting personal is how you're going to find your audience because they're going to start connecting oh. with you and not um, like uh, a persona of you but actually you and your life and your experiences yeah does that make sense yeah yeah so next tuesday you're doing it Mm -hmm. i'm definitely gonna show up i don't know if i'm doing i mean that's what i mean that's what i mean that's what i mean you're you're going to watch the open mic yeah yeah for sure all right we're holding you accountable thank you joel you're always so easy to like reach it's so crazy how (laughs) You're so consistent with your content, man. I appreciate it, man. It, it I, I love doing it. You know, I love doing it. And this was just, even this call-in show, I was like, all right, how can I make this even better and like more interactive? Because it's all community, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you saying that. It, it, it's, it's definitely not by accident. This is, it's definitely a, uh, it's definitely a lot of love. So I appreciate you so much for saying that, dude. First. Guest, Hot Breath Colin, Ahmed Awad. We're getting him on stage, people, starting next week. Next Tuesday, he's going to watch an open mic, and then we're going to get him up from there. So, congrats, man. And let's keep in touch about that. 100%. Thank you, Joel. My guy. Have a good day, Ahmed. Take care. Peace. All right. Coming up next. Oh, my gosh. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hot breath call in we have kim hello kim cruz oh i can't hear you can you hear me i can hear you now yes okay these fucking headphones <laughs> i spent 150 dollars on these fuckers and they can't even it's bullshit <laughs> my money back. this is such a great Damn. start I love Ahmed started out just roasting himself, and you're like, these GDMF headphones. That's how my father-in-law talks. He de- he won't, like, swear. He just, like, says the first letters. These GDMFs. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to hear about your headphones, but you still made it on. I did still make it on. Joel, I'm literally so, so, so grateful for you. I mean, uh-huh. like what you're doing out here i mean i'm fucking about that life and what an honor and a pleasure it is and i mean you're really you're really fucking doing it out here for us so thank you thank you so much oh wow well thank you for saying that kim i really appreciate you saying that and the it's likewise you know it it goes both ways you know people people have to put in the effort to show up and be consistent and you know, be out there to create their own opportunities. So I, it's uh, it goes both ways, but I do appreciate you saying that. Boom. Reach. Oh, I thought we were going to oh, do a high five. Okay, sure. Thanks. Boom. Awesome. So do you have, do you have a question? Of course. Um, okay, so just a quick, a little quick deal. Um, so about, about two and a half-ish weeks ago, um, I got extremely inspired and a fire was lit inside of me 
um, after listening to a gal called Lisa Nichols. She's a motivational speaker or and transformational speaker, excuse me. And, um, and so I'm like, dude, so I am also 34, right? And uh, so anyway, long story long, I'm like, all right, I'm actually going to do this. I'm going to put in the work and fucking make it happen because life is way too short not to follow our dreams and follow our, our goals. And I was on the verge. I was considering going to, um, to, to a college for a, a drug and alcohol counselor degree. And somebody's like, yeah, that's going to take you six, seven years. And I'm like, son of a bitch. What if... I took that uh, six to seven years and then really invested the time and the money like into myself and into my passion. Like what if it actually fucking works? Right. Yeah. So, so, so I'm here. So I quit my second job. I'm going to lose a thousand dollars a month fucking to invest in myself. And it's totally going to be worth it. I'm so excited about it. Um, and so I, and now, so last Friday was my last day of working that second job. And within that time, I have, uh, done research on the art of comedy. And for the next six months, I'm going to be just researching, going to open mic nights, listening to you, um, and, uh, and all of your podcasts with all the comedians and stuff. So I've, I've written three bits, right. Um, Mm -hmm. and what I've realized is so like, um, in doing so, I realized that like mine are kind of long as fuck. Like I'm a woman, like I'm very detailed in what I say. Um, but like, so when I went to these open mic nights, I realized that like they're, they're only five bits and I'm like, holy shit, uh, how the fuck am I going to successfully explain myself in like a tight knit five minute set? Right. And again, I won't be performing for about six months. I really, really want to hone in on some shit before I do that. Mm-hmm. But like, so in regards to a five minute set, right? Cause we're going to have different um, variations of groups and, and different types of vibes going on. So it's just like, will my, will my five minute set even be connectable, be relatable? And I know if I'm my most true authentic self, it fucking will be, but I'm having trouble getting a, getting a five minute set. Cause my shits are like 10, 15 minutes long already. Ooh. Oh, I fun. The, the old, that that's the old uh, starting out point is we always have uh, so much to say and honestly it's like <laughs> it's 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 since you want to wait for six months to get on stage mm-hmm. honestly the best way to edit out stuff is you actually get on stage and realize oh out of these fifteen minutes fourteen and forty five seconds of it is completely like random and useless, but this 15 seconds is worth building on. So I would say if the, are you telling stories? If like it's this long and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much all stories. No, it's not like individual stories or like one liners or anything. It's like an idea that I find fucking hilarious or like ironic. And I'm doing like, um, and so when I watched you and um, Jerry Corley, he mm-hmm. was like, whenever you're trying to compare the two things, write down like all of the things that kind of relate to that and all of the things that relate to that and kind of find the all the stuff in there. So when I go and I do the research on these particular things, there's like a lot of information. So I want to come factual, mm-hmm. um, but also like with a comedic sense. And so like with the research and with that, man, I'm looking at my fucking... 10, 12 minutes from these <laughs> well, You know I, what I mean? Like, I mean, I, if it's, yeah, you only get five minutes. So what I would challenge you to do 
is pick the greatest hits. Like, the last thing you want to do at an open mic is do more than your time you're allotted. You know, like, you want to you stick to the five minutes you get. So I would challenge you to do the greatest hits. And I think what the greatest hits are right now is what makes you most excited. What you truly believe is the funniest. Like, if you could only do this, what would you do? And that... I do believe like a sense of humor is our sixth sense. I do think it is a sense. So inside of you, when you're sensing, like what are the greatest hits? What excites you the most? You know, what what gives you a little tingle inside that makes you feel like, oh, I want to perform this because you performing whatever you have the most fun saying, the audience is going to have the most fun yeah. hearing. So that's a big point of what to pick. Oh, look, who else is a transformational speaker in here? <laughs> Watch out. Yeah. But yeah, so it, 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 it's a discipline and writing is a muscle and so is editing and editing, it just gets better with repetition. But it honestly, like, it, it really, oh, my dog's in here, I just noticed. But that's what my wife was doing. I felt she was she was giving me the dog, um, but I honestly, editing a lot happens on stage where you have to say it, get that feedback, and then start to figure out what to take out and what to keep based on audience reaction. So I would challenge you first off just to do the greatest hits, and even I would say if you have twelve minutes, challenge yourself to get it down to four, and you can. I promise you, I've been doing this long enough and helped enough comics to know. You can get it down to four, for sure. So it just takes some discipline and takes listening to your intuition on what you find the funniest. And even through editing all that out, it'll help you to think of new ideas as well. I love that. Yeah, dab, 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 dab. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, so much. let's go. Of course. So I have to tell you, your Atlanta is fucking coming out like a son of a bitch in, in this podcast. Like you, like you are from Atlanta <laughs> as fuck right now. Big so facts, fam. It's that ATL slang type of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm into it. <laughs> and then just real quick, um, Joel. So I went to the JP Comedy Club website and I don't see um, tickets available yet. Do we just like have to wait a little time or? Yeah, I guess so. I'll, um, I'll reach out to them. I'm definitely on... Um, I'm definitely on a headlining that entire week in the first weekend of August. So oh, I will cool. let them know that peeps are already asking. Yes. So, peeps are asking. so, uh, I'm peeps. I'm peeps. You, Hey, uh, you and keto Carol, both of you were like, we're coming. So, um, I'll reach out to them and, uh, hopefully we'll get that fixed soon. Yeah. That sounds good, and we're definitely looking forward to having you here. It's such an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you, Kim. Keep up the great work. Bye. Bye. Wow. How cool. This is so cool. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Coming up next, we have a hot breath OG here. And if y'all can't, if y'all can't get into the uh, the call-in, it's because the waiting room only allows a certain amount of people. So just keep going. But Ahmed said he thought there'd be a line. Yo, the line, you manifested it, my friend. So next up, we have OG here, Tavis Aikman. What's goody, fam? Hey, hey. Let's Not go. Much. 
Woo! Glad to be here. It's good to talk to you, man, and see your face after um, all the forever. jokes we've been reading and such. Yeah. Not sure. So how, how are yeah, you yeah, doing, so, buddy? Uh, oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I actually have a show tonight. Oh, very nice. Well, how, how can I help you out here? Yeah. Uh, so actually, so the question I had, it, not, super, uh, not super pertinent to the show tonight, but more... Um, just curious because you know you have had uh you know the i think it's like the, the founder and and continued like the world series of comedy and like it's more about comedy festivals yeah um and, and like you've been to jfl uh mm -hmm. i think i remember you talking with miss pat about it i mm -hmm. think i went i went with miss pat um, oh there we go um but yeah i was curious like how do you how do you try and leverage like once you've been at a festival because i've only like i've submitted but doesn't mean i'm going up but once you've been up how do you leverage that into like getting additional shows or is it more just for clubs or uh, what uh, what's your thoughts on that leveraging a festival to get more work yeah as it like you have it as a credit essentially like trying to use that credit you know as best it can oh yeah for sure i mean most of any leveraging from a comedy festival is going to come from the people you actually meet there it's not okay. like a comedy club isn't going to be like, oh, Tavis was at such and such festival, so we want to book him now. Unless you, like, met the booker at the festival, and now sure. now they have that context and you have that, that leverage that way. But using a festival as a credit, it's more, it's more for ourselves. You know, it's more of like, oh, I went to this festival. It's more of like a badge of honor that way. But the yeah, best yeah. part about festivals is just the people you get to meet there and the network you get to build to then create the relationships that do get you booked. Whether that is at a comedy club or you go to a festival and meet a guy who just, or girl, who just happens to book a bunch of shows in their region and it can build that way. But I will also say that not all festivals are created equal as well. Um, so some are going to be better than others when it comes to networking or the quality of shows they do there. Um, I honestly don't have that much experience at a lot of festivals, you know, and some of my, uh, older friends in this game always give me, they're like, you got to do more festivals. I just, I just personally haven't, but I do know they are valuable for networking and valuable for building relationships that can, will get you booked. Um, are, are there any festivals you're looking at or that you're currently like thinking well, so about doing? Yeah, there, there is at least two, like, you know, I'm up here in Canada, so there's, uh, like, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, Halifax Comedy Festival, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, certain ones there. I've been looking at some of the ones in New York, because uh, I'm, at, you know, I'm in Toronto, so it's close enough. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, basically anything that I see pop up, I, I essentially apply to, like, like across the board in the States and so on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it, you know, right now it's a numbers game. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that's what it is. Yeah, you submit to 10 and maybe get into like two or something. You know, I've, I've had several yeah. friends. I've had friends who have submitted to 10 and didn't get into any as well. You know, so it is. Okay. It's kind of a numbers game that way. But they can be great for networking. But all of your leverage and booking opportunities are going to come from the people you meet there. So it's like doing well on the shows at the festival so that you have a point of reference for like, oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. You're talking to a booker that saw you at the show. They saw you do well. 
And then you're also being proactive about hanging out after the shows, talking to people and networking in a very organic way, not in not speaking with people in a way of like trying to get something out of them, but really just yeah. creating a genuine relationship with like yeah, with befriending people. them. Exactly. Because sure. people want to work with people they like at the end of the day. So they're gonna want to book comedians that are funny, but almost just they as importantly, stand. they can stand to be around for an entire weekend working together. You know? Same yeah. thing with comics yeah, yeah. getting road work. You know, I, I've got booked, you know, um, just as an opener for comics because I'm like easygoing. You know, they know they can be in the car with me. And I booked the same with my openers as well. It's like, yeah, this person is funny, but would I want to be in a car with them for eight hours? You know, so all that sure. plays into yeah, yeah, the yeah. actual booking side of things. But yeah, festivals are a great way to do that if you can get in there and um, build those relationships. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Does that help? I'm curious. Oh, absolutely. The, yeah. the, you know, thank you for that. I'm curious about something as well. Before, mm -hmm. And I apologize if anyone else is going to ask this. Um, just because I know that it really kind of helped like Preacher Lawson kind of reach a wider audience. But yeah. have you ever considered doing anything like America's Got Talent or X Factor or any of those things? I mean, I totally would. I mean, early on, I would be like, what is what is this? But yeah, I, I 100% sure. would. I think the times I had friends do it, they're like, yeah, we're going to go stand in line for 18 hours. For hours. To then go do yeah, like a yeah. two-minute audition. And I was just like, eh... I don't think so, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, those could be very worthwhile if you can get on there. It, it can change your life, like you said, Preacher Lawson, and um, mm. so many people have had their lives changed. And me and my wife watching American Idol, you know, it just it um, and the lives being changed on there. Even if they don't win, just the exposure you get. I would I would totally do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel comfortable at a place now. I would I, I would definitely do that if the opportunity uh, showed itself. A rose. If you're watching sure. uh, America's yeah. Got Talent or whatnot, holla at your boy. Yeah, yeah for sure, though. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much, man. That's been great. Of course. Thank you, Tavis. I appreciate it. You're always, you're always in the live chats. You're always sharing your jokes. So just keep writing and grinding, man, and it'll pay off. Thanks, bud. All right. Well, have a good day out there. Good luck at your show tonight. Thanks, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, it should be fun. All right. Peace. Yeah, this is so cool. I just want to say it again. This is maybe the coolest thing Hot Breath has ever done. Um, next up, Big O. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great start. Are you there, fam? I am, but I, I can't see myself. You see me? I see, like, static. What's happening? Yeah, what's yeah, what's going on with that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh are you on your phone? I am, yeah. Maybe um close out real quick and come back. Alright. Just good. to see if that helps. Just real quick. So this is so cool. Yeah, let's just see if Big O Oh, I'm not just taking peeps I know, FF. I was just um here we go. Here he is. Let's see. Oh, you're still like that. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what's going on there. Huh. But uh, feel free to ask your uh, your question here. Uh, yeah, so now I've been listening um, 
I've been listening for a while now, and I kind of, you know, trying to work up the courage to do that five minutes. And I was kind of, kind of in the same situation where I was just, I just been writing, right? I, I haven't gone on stage. I just been writing, and just wanted to see, um, like, what was the that push to first do that, you know, that five minute set that that you get or you know, work up that courage to do to do it. Um, also, I had another question regarding the five-minute set because I've been kind of being putting like a timer mm-hmm. and kind of the scene like that where I'm just talking and setting the timer and waiting for that beat to go off. I'm not sure if that's a good, um, how do I put it, way to do it or like what would you recommend? Yeah, I think... When it comes to timing sets in general for comics out there, you always want to prepare for under. You don't want to like rehearse. If you have a five minute set, you don't want to rehearse to end right at five minutes. You know, you want to rehearse for like four and a half minutes, really. So you give time for all the amazing laughter you're going to get. But also you give time for if something goes sideways or you get distracted or you forget your joke you have time to recover. You don't feel rushed. Because a lot of comedy is timing and being confident and just speaking conversationally. But newer comics, you get really uptight and you want to rush to one to the other. And if you get a bigger laugh than you expected, then you try to cram in the rest of the jokes. You can get to your five minutes. So preparing for actually four and a half minutes gives you time to just relax and perform and deliver your jokes more conversationally. So... First up that on that, yeah, on that, that, and that's something, you know, I had, I had to learn the hard way, but it's definitely important to actually prepare for under. Um, and even if you end early, no booker is ever upset. They're only upset if you ran the light, if you go over your five minutes, but if you go under and you just had a good set and you ran out of material, that's yeah, that's totally cool. So preparing for under and then for actually getting on stage. I mean, me personally, I, I went to several open mics before I ever got on stage. And then to actually get the courage, it's like we talked about with Ahmed. I literally had to set a date and be like, all right, I looked up open mics in my area. And I was like, all right, I'm doing an open mic on this date. And I actually reached out to the booker to hold myself accountable. Even if it's like a quote open mic where you put your name on the list and just show up and do it. I reached out to the booker and told them I'm coming out that day just to hold myself accountable. So I went to several open mics, then actually put a a date on the calendar and then just prepared. And that's what gave me the confidence to actually do it, that I was actually prepared for this. You know, I had my set written out. I had it rehearsed. Like I, I was ready to go, but it all started with just setting that date. And that kind of built the accountability for me to actually stop thinking about it and start actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was thinking this Monday, you know, Memorial Day, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be off, not gonna work. I just, I want to do like, I, like I feel like I, I can do that. Where just set a date, just go on stage, see what happens. Whatever happens, happens, right? Yeah, exactly. Is is there a show in your area? Where are you based? I'm in I'm in New York City actually. So oh, I actually yeah. reached out. You know, I reached out to. Um, one of these comedy clubs and they actually sent me a list of like from Monday to Sunday of open mics available. So I was like, okay, then I can, I can definitely do that. 
Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, yeah. So pull up, pull up to an open mic on Monday. No, I just want to also give you a shout out for the interviews you've done. Like, do Ali Saki, that interview was so like insane from before, and the way he just just spoke and you know everything he said about storytelling. Just to see that reflect on this new special that he also oh. has right now. Oh my god, man! Like it was so like. It's crazy. It's like it's mine. I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. It's like his own style. It's like nobody's doing it that way, and it's it's really it's um. Nah, the interviews are really helpful in understanding, you know, show writing and storytelling, and stuff like that. Man, I appreciate you saying that. Seriously, that's that's the whole goal. So I'm glad it's working. Yeah, yeah. And that Ali Sadiq special, if no one has seen it, it's on YouTube. It, it's yeah. a must watch for it's a must it watch is. for all comics. Yeah, and a, a good note. As um, we were talking with Kim, and she said, you know, I have 12 minutes. It's like, watch Ali's stories. The story may be 12 minutes, but, like, every line is a laugh. So that's that's when your story builds right. out, when every single line is a laugh. So it all starts with the laugh. So in 12 minutes, how many actual laughs are there? So And he's doing it at, at a very high level, so it's a must-watch for sure. And our breakdown on the YouTube channel is a must-watch as well. Yeah, I saw special. that too. That was that was pretty great. <laughs> Ma, let's go. I appreciate you, Big O. Good luck on Monday. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, we'll reach out. Thanks. My guy. Have a good one. All right. You too. Woo! Oh my gosh. Look at the waiting room. All right, coming up next. We got Daryl. What's goody, Daryl? Hey, oh, just want to be in the right position here, make sure I'm centered. Look hey, at that hey. backdrop. Oh, snap. We in here. Oh yeah, I'm in this. I'm in the. It's not mine, but um, <laughs> how are, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me on, fellow uh, fellow stand-up comedian. It's always cool to chop it up, man. Let's get it. It's great to connect yeah. with you. Nice nice mustache as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I am out in Florida, um, out here hitting the scene and uh, touring level stand-up comedian. I've been at the at, in the game for a long time and. Uh, worked you know all over the place done all kinds of things and nice basically i'm yeah i'm a really strong uh touring level comedian uh boo got 45 solid minutes easy and um what i want um what i want to talk about is like man what's what's up with like we can't get booked anymore with like <laughs> with like well, what Sorry, like getting booked in general? I didn't mean to laugh, but yeah, getting booked is definitely a, hey, a hurdle buddy, for all I'm, of us. <laughs> I'm a freaking, I'm a stand-up. I'm never turning down a laugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, hey, I'll take them. I don't know why you're laughing, but it's, sometimes I leave my shows at the end and people are laughing in the places where it's like, where it wasn't necessarily meant to be the funny parts at all. And the, the punchline kind of stuff is falling very flat but some of the other stuff is really hitting hard and i'm i'm flabbergasted but I, i'll take it <laughs> um but i mean as far as like obviously you understand there's a huge problem with what we're allowed to say on stage anymore we can't basically say anything well it depends on where you're getting booked and what the well, audience and, is. And, they, and you're not yeah so is that you're are not you getting more... booked because because of they're they're saying well oh and i'm saying i thought it was an open mic that's actually kind of the whole concept of it the whole concept of it is people sh show up sign up go up 
and they're saying not you can't not this not this week not again we're not doing this again sir you know oh First off, that's sir, happened to you don't don't come yeah yes yes uh-huh. i think it's happened to a lot of us i think it's happened to a lot of us um but yes it's happened to me and and they say sir we're not doing this first off who are you calling sir you know no. I'm not, I've, last time i checked i wasn't uh i've never been um what would i say what would be the best uh kind of next thing next last thing i six last thing i said i i uh or last time i checked i'm i'm not knighted by the queen of england so so a thing you can do is like produce your own shows you know yes and that's a hard thing too because it's like they'll do venue bands are you familiar with venue bands where you're actually like oh you you're banned from all the venues in this neighborhood it's like, oh neighborhood wide that doesn't seem to to say, 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 make much sense. But I was wondering if I can, I don't want to take up too much time because there's people waiting and some of the other callers before took up too much time. Not to be... <laughs> Again, I don't, I don't know why you're laughing, but I'm going to take it. I love it. I love I'm crushing this call hard. I'm crushing. But I wanted to just do a quick joke for you. Yeah. Um, show you some of that Florida flavor. Yeah, where let's get it. Of? Where are you based? Uh, I'm in Atlanta. Okay, cool. I could... I'm not that far away. I could get over there, maybe potentially, and um, <clears throat> try to do some try to do some stuff. On, There's on a lot of shows show. up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to do a lot of a lot of them. You, I'd love to do the shows and have you vouch for me for sure. Okay, here's the here's the joke. Here we go. So I go. I uh, hey, summertime's coming around the corner. I guess so you it's just safe to say that. So I'm I'm going down to get myself some suntan lotion. Uh, obviously, I'm at the department store. And uh, I show up there and I say, uh, which way is the uh, which way is the the uh, uh, suntan lotion if I'm looking to, to get that for the summertime? And the guy looks at me and he says, oh, hello, I'm a Hall of Famer. Um, I'm a Hall of Fame catcher, Mike Piazza. I'm saying, oh, OK, hey, pizza man. From the yeah yeah I remember very cool I said do you know where the suntan lotion is? He said, I think you might be dreaming. I said if I'm dreaming, then why have I defecated and why is it all going down my leg and everybody's looking at me, and I don't think you can smell stuff so clearly and when you're dreaming, Mr. Piazza. And then Mr. Piazza said, I'm actually Betty White. Um okay. I'm really sorry. You seem really nice. I'm really sorry that I. Really sorry. <laughs> we just got demonetized, but it's I'm all sorry, good. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> oh, he just bailed. Oh, Daryl. Daryl just banned himself from Hot Breath Calling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hilarious. All right. So let's do these final three here. We have uh, Coach Tosh. Ryan and Joanna. We'll do these final three and then land this plane. But we're going to keep doing these. Um, these are super dope. That was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, let's keep it moving here. So I can. I guess my wife put the dog in here to remind me I have to walk him. Um, I'm so domesticated. But let's get Coach. I hope I'm saying Tosh right. You'll correct me. Coach Tash? Tosh. Tosh. You're correct. Coach it's Tosh. Welcome to the Hot Breath Call-In. This is so cool. This is cool. Thank oh you my for having me. Oh my gosh. Thanks for coming on here. How, how can I help? 
So I'm actually really excited. I'm a brand new fresh meat to stand up. And tomorrow I'm going to my first open mic night just to watch. And then June 22nd, I'm getting up stage. Let's go. And June 22nd, which is a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. It's the first open mic in my area. I'm also in Florida. I'm in West Palm Beach, Florida. Oh, snap. That's so cool. There's a lot of good. Is that in the Miami area? We're um, before you get to Miami. So um, we have Miami and then Delray, Boca, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Oh, perfect. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. So my first question revolves around what would you um, say to someone that has never been on stage before? The more prepared you are, the more confident you'll be in your set. I mean, you know, before my first show, because you're, you're going to be nervous. I mean, mo well, I, I won't put that on you. Maybe, maybe you won't be, you know, but most people get nervous before their first, I mean, I'll still get nervous, you know, so. But the more prepared you are, the less nerves you'll have because even when you catch yourself getting nervous or having negative self-talk or doubt, you can remind yourself, oh, I'm prepared. I have my set list. I've rehearsed this. I know what I'm going to do. So I'm ready for this and I deserve to be here. And I think the biggest thing to help relieve stress for you is that you actually get there early. You know, if the show's at eight, you're not showing up at eight, like, all right, where, where do I get on the list or whatnot? But to really like show up ahead of time and just be there and just be relaxed and be prepared. And I think that's going to really help you with a lot of your, your nerves and just have fun, have fun. I mean, I have to remind myself of that 12 years in and it, it's just, it's supposed to be fun. So yes, there's joke structures and yes, there's opening with a joke and closing with a joke, but at the end of the day, just have fun up there and the audience will have fun. Awesome. Thank you so much. And um, so I actually have been following you for a little bit of time. I'm, I just heard about your uh, Facebook group today. So I'll be joining that as well. I'm really oh, excited. Let's go. Cool. And the first video that I, I was introduced uh, to you was the interview with uh, Jerry Corley. And so I've been watching his stuff. And then uh, recently I'm also working with a public speaking coach. And she told me about Steve Martin's masterclass. So I've been doing that too. So I'm just like being a sponge, absorbing as much as I can. So I'm really excited. And I know you probably can't answer this, but I was kind of curious about the other gentleman um, that's from Florida. What If he could put it in the chat, maybe. Um, what was it that he, we can't say in Florida? Because that was kind of interesting to me. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's always... if he, if he Yeah, if, if he is watching, yeah, let us know. Um, if he's still watching. He did bail very quickly. Maybe he, maybe he quit the internet um, <laughs> after that. But, uh, yeah, that was funny, but you never, I mean, you never know what people can or can't say, or you never know what a comic is, you know, what they actually did that, you know, maybe, right. I don't know. I mean, I, I've never, I've, I mean, I know for my shows personally, I mean, it, it's based on the booker, what you can and can't say. I mean, the shows I produce, I just tell comics to keep it like, PG-13 just because it's like a booked paid showcase. It's not like an open mic where you just say, you know, whatever because open mics are usually for that. But like, it depends on the booker. But I, I tell people, PG-13, you can swear and talk about certain things, but don't just be up there like 
just belligerently being dirty for the sake of being dirty. If it's funny, great. But a lot of times comics will think they're dirty is funny when it's really just lazy. So, <laughs> bars, bars. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about him. Maybe we'll see him again. <laughs> Hilarious. But Does good. You, yeah. I'm sorry for intruding. No, 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 no. I was going to say good luck on June 22nd. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much. I do plan on keeping it PG-13 with a little splash in there, here and there. But I'm a life coach. A life coach turned comedian. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a lot of jokes in, in my career as it is. Oh, I love that. It sounds like you have a lot to talk about. I do. Mainly just poking fun at life and humanity as a whole. And not particularly at any group or people in general or specifically. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I'm excited to see see your comedy. Oh, my gosh. Well, welcome to comedy. This is so cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Good luck. Have fun at the open mic. And um, let's keep in touch for the 22nd. I'm, uh, and any questions you have leading up to it, I'm here for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh, my gosh. Coach Tosh. Okay. Two more, my friends. Here we go. Mr. Ryan Skrilla. 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 What's happening? Oh, man. I'm so glad to be on here with you, man. We're Caucasian companion, bro. We're doing it. Well, let's not start into a rally here. Let's not make this. He comes in with a tight shirt on and a, a backwards hat. I don't I don't want this to be a rally. This isn't the Mayflower no, no. talk show. I, I, I appreciate it. It was, it was good. It's good to be on here because I... Uh, I have my first hosting gig. Uh, it's actually up and coming. So literally. Let's in go. What, yeah, when, did you already do it or you booked it? No, July 22nd. I'm doing 10 and um, it's my first hosting gig and uh, just riding the wave off of doing the guest set for um, Adam Ray. So things have been, things have got legs and it's good. Oh, snap. Congrats, man. Yeah. That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I, my, my question is pretty quick. Um, any last minute kind of hosting advice i know try and keep it quick in between comics mm -hmm. you know reset the room if someone kind of bombs those kind of things but is there anything that you could give that i haven't really probably heard for hosting I, yeah i mean my favorite thing about hosting is that your job isn't to kill so it like it okay. takes a lot of the pressure off that like your your That's job fine. isn't to go up there and just do like here's my opening joke and here's my closing joke and like yeah. I, I just need to do my material. But yes, do your material. But your job as a host is to really set the tone for the show and just set the expectation for the show. So yes, okay. do your set. But when you go up there, you know, be more conversational of just welcoming people to whatever the show is. You know, let them know what they're in store for. You're in, like, thank you for coming out tonight. I, I'm your host, Ryan Skrill Skrilla? Sh it's, it's Shrilla, but... Shrilla, yes. I'm sorry. Shrilla, I, I was I thinking Skrillex, I guess. But, yeah. yeah everybody says that. <laughs> Ryan Shrilla, and just, we're in for a good time tonight. We have an amazing lineup. Give it up for the venue. Like, get them clapping a little bit. You know, your, your yeah. job is to really just kind of get the energy going and getting people settled in and setting the vibe for the show which is and just home field advantage which having is good because i mean it's yeah. my it's, I, I grew up here so i got local references in my back pocket yeah I got, I got 
Yeah, 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 dude. Just I, I love, I love hosting because it is more about having fun than actually killing. Now, of course, you want to get laughs, but the, right, the expectation for the host is more of like you're up there just setting us off the right way, having fun, and really letting the other comics shine as well. You know, like you said, That's not good. do good. not doing much That's material in between comics is definitely something. A good hosting. Unless, unless thing the you room got. needs to be like reset. Sometimes I've been where a host doesn't do that, and like right. it's tough for another comic. But I, I can see, I can see. I've never really thought about it. The less, less pressure. Less pressure is good because I feel like it's a boxing match every time. I just gotta kill all 10, 12, 15 rounds, and then get out of there. And that's that's what I do. But if I'm hosting, I, you know, it's not my it's not my time to shine. I'm just hosting. It, I'm just you're, here. You're. I mean, and and you're you're kind of like. I mean. You're you're part of the audience. You know, you're there with them, guiding them through the show. They're going to be seeing you more than any other comic as you come back and yeah. on, back off and on. Yeah. So just having fun is the number one thing for a host. Setting that fun expectation and then getting into your material. But it sounds like you're going to kill no, I, it, dude. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna and 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 so props to you for for helping new comedians, uh, asking you know tips from well seasoned vets, people that have been in their decades. You got a good thing going, man. And so people from every spot in comedy where there's, you know, Coach Tosh just starting or people, how do I figure out how to get booked? You have a wide variety of advice for people. So that's important, buddy. You're doing the Lord's work, man. Man, I appreciate you, Ryan, because we met at my show in Norcross and then you've been like, You've been consistent ever since, you know. It's like I, I always fan. I was a Joel fan ever since you turned around and started, you know, messing with the felt on the thing. I know that you sing movie, no 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 picks it, but ever since that I was like, I'm a Joel fan. I, like I appreciate that. Clean. You wear clean, pretty squeak clean. I know you can do Mormon clean, which is a tough thing to do. For sure. You, yeah. You, you, you clean well. I appreciate that, Ryan. And and if you doing a guest set for Adam, and then now you're like hosting a show. I mean, you're. And he asked me. That's the thing. I know I'm not trying to be. And he, you want to walk the line of being available but not pushy, being open but not you know uh, badgering about it. So of I course. guess that's another piece of advice for trying to get booked or seeing. You just got to be shown, be seen. Uh, the best piece of advice that I ever received, you kind of piggyback off it, and I'll, I'll leave and let you get the last guest in, is that Kenny Garcia, props to Kenny Garcia, great New York comic, he said two things, always, always have fun and always get better. If you're not doing one or the other, work on something. Mm, always have fun and always get better. I love that, Ryan. That's gold. That's bars. Yeah, I wish it was my advice, man. Mine's, but it's Kenny's, so. <laughs> Bars, we'll we'll make that. I don't know what that sound effect was, but that was good advice there. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Of course, man. Bob, be around. I'll, I'll hit you up, and we'll I'll have you on my show one day. I'm wrapping up season one, and we're doing season two. My guy, I'm here. I appreciate you, buddy. Welcome. Thanks, buddy. Later. Oh, all right, and our final comedian, our final guest. Oh my gosh. This is so exciting. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to finish Goody here. It's Joanna. Hello. Hello, Mr. Byers. Hello. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny that Ryan said that you do Mormon clean because my husband has always said that you look like you're nicer than a Canadian Mormon. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that was the first time I've been roasted like that. Um, (laughs) 
It's yeah, I, I, I get all those. Yeah. I look like it's I'm not going a roast, it's a toast. Oh, oh well then I'll okay, I'll take that. I'll put that on my website. Nicer than Pretty a Canadian well. Mormon. <laughs> um, I was curious, um, your thoughts about, um, you've mentioned, you know, producing your own shows and, uh, I'm going to be producing my first show here coming up. And you so don't do say, you don't say, <laughs> you, you might've heard about it. It's going to be July 29th, uh, here in Oregon and really? it's uh, very exciting. Who? Wow. It sounds like you must have a great lineup if it's going to be out there in Oregon. I really do. Yeah. It's going to actually be featuring, well, me. Uh, and Joel Byers. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, and I, I'm so jazzed about it because it's in a it's in a theater. So you're really you're really like you're really going big here. So I, I'm excited for you. Well, and um, it's in my little hometown, and we don't have any other venues. So um, it's uh, the theater that's there, and uh, yeah, I, I if I want to do comedy here, I have to make it happen on my own. Yeah, and, and that's what I told the comic in Florida. I was like, if you can't get on other shows, you know, do your own shows. Or if, and if there aren't shows in your area, just create your own. So you're a prime example of that, you know? Uh, yeah, so um, I'm uh, obviously you want it to be successful as well, but uh, curious if you have any kind of tips and tricks about uh, producing or, you know, your own show and things I should keep in mind. Hmm. I mean, do. Like on the actual show end or like on the, like the promotion end specifically? Um, either, yeah, either uh, promotion or, um, or during, although during I feel more comfortable because I'm, you know, on stage and it's my home theater. So, you know, I'm not too worried about that. So I guess more the promotion. Yeah. Well, aren't, aren't you on the radio? I am. And uh, are you saying that because you've seen my face? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a great that's a great uh way to promote it right there on the radio, and it it being in like an untapped market as well. You know, I like to produce shows, and uh, you know I'm in the Atlanta area, but I produce shows in smaller towns around Atlanta. So it's like untapped. There aren't comedy shows around. So right. I'll and when I promote, you know, I'll promote. A lot of times, areas have Facebook groups. Uh, next door. Is another? Do you do you guys have Next Door? I don't know who all uses Next Door, but that's like a neighborhood app. Yeah, I know. I've heard about it. I know people that use it. I'm. Um, I got. Uh, I requested to be a part of it, and they rejected me. So. Oh, uh, you and that Florida comic. You guys got banned from here. <laughs> he got banned from venues. I got banned from my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the neighborhood neighborhood uh, app is a good one. I mean, the the radio, of course. And if there's people in your area that you know, it sounds like if it's a small town, word of mouth is going to be your best friend. So the people you know, making sure that they tell other people about the show um, okay. is, is another good way to promote. And I mean, the biggest thing is like, just keep reminding, like keeping reminding people about it, you know, People, the attention spans are short and people hear, have to hear something like 10 times before they actually take action on it. So if there's ways for you to, um, I don't know, gamify it in a sense, um, you know, I, I've done like for my shows, like, um, certain, like I have 
there's it's weird to say but in my small town where i live outside of atlanta there's like an influencer here like oh. a, a small town influencer but i'll like i'll give her like i'll give her and her husband free entry and she'll like basically like prom- help me promote the show and like and if she says something then other people will be like oh well you know if this person i respect and trust and know says they're going to this show and it's going to be a good time. Well, then I trust them enough. If I don't know Joanna, if I know this person, I'm more likely to go, you know? So I'll kind of do it. I'm going to change my uh, bio on my Instagram to small town influencer. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounds like based on the area and based on who you are and your connection and relationship with the area, I mean, it seems like you know people there and word of mouth can be a big deal for you. Yeah, I think it's going to be fine. I'm just nervous about it because I'm putting up all the financial backing. So if on it, the front end, yeah. Yeah. So if it doesn't, um, you know, produce well, then um, this could be the last show that I do here in town. <laughs> what do what, you, what do you about, how do you decide on ticket prices? That's what I was, I was about to ask you. Yeah. How are you currently promoting it? And what is like the actual, yeah, the promotion like? Well, I, um, I haven't yet. We're still two months out, which, right. um, is, you know, still a little, a little too far. I'd like to start promoting first week of June. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, working on my poster and there's this great shot of you right in the middle, prominently displayed, obviously Joel Byers. Um, if you keep dabbing though, I'm going <laughs> to, <laughs> that's how I got banned from shows is I dabbed too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, I think the hard part is to know what people are willing to pay for a ticket because, um, you know, if it's $1,000 each, I only have to sell five tickets, but then um, that's, you know, probably not going to happen. Uh, but if it's, uh, you know, $10, I sell out, but I might not make anything, you know, so it's kind of hard to determine the price point that's going to be the sweet spot. Well, what what are you thinking? I'd like to do 20. Okay. That's where my mind went. Okay. My brain went to 20 because, I mean, you got to think, like, it's at a theater, you know, like, you have, you have a, like, big time, like, comedians traveling to be a part of this. Like, this is an event, you know, for this community. Like, this is a night out for them. So, they're going to be willing to invest, like, $20 to go see a show at a theater, you know, when a movie ticket is basically like the same. So it's, that's, that's like market right. rate, I would say. Yeah, for sure. I think it's hard to like, I don't know. And some of it's just your own, um, I don't know, uh, inadequacies or feelings of, you know, self-worth. It's like, well, it's $20, you know, is that, is that, is it worth it? But you know, when you kind of consider it's not just saying I'm worth $20 to see, but it's the whole experience of a night out and a show and traveling comedians and that kind of thing. For sure. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, this is, this is going to be a big event, you know, like people, it's going to be special and it's going to be memorable. So I, 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 my brain immediately went to $20. So that feels like coach Tosh said she would pay $40. Um, Wow. Well, and you could, I mean, you could literally like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, you, there are, you can do like VIP tickets as well, where you charge more and they get like selected seating or something. But if, if then that, that can also complicate the logistics of doing all that. Right. But I, I think 20 is super reasonable for what you're doing and okay. uh, very, I think 20 is very accessible. Yeah. 
And uh, Tosh is welcome to come out to the show and uh, pay 40. <laughs> she, she spends all that money flying across. She's like, fly across the country and you can get in for 40. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Steve I love it. said a million dollars. Wow, well. And it's also, you think like the work you're putting in, you want to get a return on what you're doing. Like you're doing something very special. What, like, it's not just like what the audience is paying, but it's what you're giving them. Like, it's yeah. really what they're getting. Like they're going to get an amazing show, a one a one of a kind experience in a town that doesn't really have uh, events like this. So right. you're actually providing a lot of long-term value for them beyond just this one night of laughter, but it's going to resonate and they're going to be buzzing from this night for a long time. So it's really, you're doing something very special and they're, they're lucky to get it at such like a low price of $20 anyway. Well, thank you. And thank you for uh, participating in it. Of course. Well, thank you. I'm excited. And anything I can do to help help uh you know promote and whatnot as you're getting into it you know i'm here for yeah, you just don't book a flight this the next morning super early where you have to uh drive all night to get to it i learned my lesson as i was looking at the travel logistics i'm glad you called that out though i was like oh yeah it is i'm just used to like being on the road and i i get on uh i as they say just get on the first thing smoking you know, is is uh is an old an old comic saying after the show get on the first thing smoking. You wanna you wanna get out of town and get home. You know, so, um, but I I, I learned my lesson there. I won't do that. <laughs> but you're you're All awesome, right, well, Joanna. Thank you, yeah, thank you. Anything I can do to help, I'm here for you. All right. Have a good day. Bye. There you have it, hot brethren and sisterin. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel linked in the description of this episode, and I will see you on Wednesday. Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.